Hello, I just want to offer you this short clip. I'm Russell Brandon. This is Under the Skin. This is like a 15-minute section of my podcast with Tim Minchin. In this bit, we are talking about, well, theology. Uh, Tim is famously an atheist. I'm a, as you know, religious nut. Uh, he, this is uh, He's doing these podcasts to promote his new album, Apart Together, which is going to be fantastic. And uh, I love this conversation with Tim Minchin. If you enjoy this, please go over to luminarypodcast.com and sign up where you get my podcast, the Luminary Original, as well as loads of other original content. And remember, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. You are being corralled and used and sold and your consciousness is being manipulated. So $2.99 per month, is it? Or is it per week? S- per month. In some That's not... Some b- regions. What do you mean some regions? Well, not UK. Not UK. Because we don't have dollars. Because we don't have dollars. <laughs> I've been looking around and it ain't even called a dollar here. Or a euro, what it's called in my country, it's called. Actually, I'm not supposed to do Irish accents. That was a Northern Irish accent. So what? It's not the same. It's well, like then, a, you sounded. Oh, rash. God. Why has the world become so complicated? You Why does everyone take them so personally? Why don't you all just relax? We're all going to die. We're in limitless space. Get a hobby. Get a hobby! <laughs> and also, sign up to luminarypodcast.com for as little as two pip squeaks and 99 bubblegums per month. To luminarypodcast.com. Go over there now. And don't forget to use the quote <laughs> to get your discount of a do you know who Tim Minchin is? He's the Australian comedian, actor, writer, musician and songwriter. You'll probably know him from his fantastic musical Matilda, which won a bunch of awards, including an Olivier, was nominated for a Grammy. It was an amazing musical. I've seen it twice, maybe even three times. Uh, his musical Groundhog Day also won awards. His new album, Apart Together, will be released on Friday the 20th of November. Apart Together. I like that. It's a nice name for an album about this time. And Tim Minchin is very, very beautiful. Like all, like he started with sort of comedy parody songs, right? And I think that most people that do those things well, it's almost it's just a good song anyway. Like the Concords or who else is it that I think about with that? Oh, like Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Like their songs are just really good anyway. Hey, so um, you'll, like, you'll love this conversation. We talk about atheism. We talk about spirituality. It's quite intense. There's points of it where it's a little wordy, I would say. But also there's, a, I would hope, a sense of fraternity and warmth because certainly that's what I feel for him. I think he's a incredibly accomplished and beautiful person here's some comments from a previous podcast which i say to you i suppose to encourage you to listen to other podcasts of mine obviously and uh i suppose i don't know it's like i'm boosting myself up this one's from the yanis varifakis podcast did you enjoy that jen yeah i like yanis why he's very grounded Mm. and direct do you see him as a sort of shaven headed uncle no why I don't, he doesn't remind me of my uncle. He doesn't want to remind you of an <laughs> uncle, but imagine putting him in as a new uncle. He'd be a good uncle. Imagine there's transfer market <laughs> for uncles and you could just buy oh. in. Right, we're going to boost the uncle. The uncle position is not well enough supported. I'd get Yanis Varoufakis right in there as an yeah. uncle. Imagine you have great chats with him. He's teaching you about politics. He's respectful of your views. He's sort of strong, but he can take a joke. But I mean, this is everything you want from an uncle, isn't it? Yeah. He's a good one. <laughs> Although for you, perhaps he's a sexy uncle. Why? Because he's older. Maybe. <laughs> How old is he? 
Every uncle's older, unless it's one of them families. <laughs> no, not all. No, that's right. I'm going on to them. <laughs> I'm going on to them guys where your dad then has another baby and you're a little tiny uncle. <laughs> Who's this little tiny uncle? This little tiny uncle Tim? No, no, no. I can't have that. It's no well, good. He was quite enamoured by Yannis the first time. I've always loved him. Because I think we were intimidated by him. Was we? I was. I wasn't. I don't get intimidated. <laughs> I won't have it. You were trying to stall him because we might have been oh, i tell you who I'd be intimidated. <laughs> I get intimidated by like Huron Gracie. No. Why not? He's cute. He is cute. <laughs> have you seen him? You know Huron? Did you come that time when he came to our BJJ club in Marlow? I went to a different club and <clears> saw <throat> him there. Where? Watford? I'm talking to Demaya now. You saw him at that one. He went to that one in Henley. He did. What a stab in the back from Hiron. Did yeah. he? Yeah, he did. What was he like? He was amazing. I mean, isn't he amazing? He showed, he showed me how to choke. Well, a cross collar choke. Yeah. That's what it looked like. He was miming. <laughs> yeah. I love Hiron. I love his wife Victoria, and I like to think that maybe they're listening to this now and glowing with this proof and appraise, approval and appraisal that I'm showering upon him. Anyway, uh, so he would be a cousin or maybe a brother in my family transfer market. <laughs> it's my new game, Family Transfers. No, <clears throat> you don't want to offend your actual family. Why like, would he be family? Sorry, Dad, we're selling you. We're, the, we're using you as a make weight in a transfer deal to bring in new Dad. Uh, who would we want? Stephen Tyler. <laughs> Do you think Stephen Tyler's going to be very responsible? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's just clean now, isn't he? So maybe yeah. he will. But I wouldn't ship out Ron Brand for Steve I think you've got to be loyal to the actual <laughs> mum and dad this is much more because uncles you can bring in as many as you want couldn't you yeah have as many uncles cousins no problem me I've got no uh, brothers or sisters I can oh. purchase so why, why don't you want a brother or a sister why did you say cousin I don't want them that close and I don't want them sharing my mum <laughs> it's got to be some boundaries I'd I'd tell you I would ship in as a brother to Minchin yeah. I'd transfer Tim Minchin in. I'd be it'd be a big fee. No, you guys would fight. It'd be all a the big. F- there would be a lot of conflict at Christmas, which I'll be taking very seriously and literally. This is about our you Lord. Think it would ruin Christmas. Christ, He has come again. I uh, know there's no such thing as a Jesus. It's all been made up. You fuck you. You guys would ruin Christmas. I wouldn't. Yeah, if, you would. How can I ruin Christmas when I'm the new Jesus? I've given it a new meaning. I've given it a boost. I bought it back, brother. No. 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 <laughs> well, anyway, my new game, Family Transfers. I think uh, it's going to really catch <laughs> With on. Podcast guests. What, huh? about, what about female ones? What am I buying in there? Cousins, <laughs> females, and uh, cousins and sisters. Aunties. Aunties. Related. Who like? Auntie Naomi Klein. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, she'd be good. That'd be great. Although she's also very beautiful. I remember Elizabeth first... Gilbert. She'd be oh, a good well, big sister. Big sister Liz Gilbert. <laughs> Auntie Julia Cameron. Yeah, yeah, I'd love Would Auntie not be Julia. Like grandmother. That's what I was thinking actually. Grandmother Julia Cameron. <laughs> oh, nanny, nanny <laughs> Julia's coming over to help us with the artist's way. Auntie Naomi's teaching us about the environment. And sister Elizabeth Gilbert. <laughs> I can have bring in sister. All right, sister Liz. Who else have I done? like? Because I have like got lots of female friendships that I think are quite boundaried and respectful, aren't they? Yeah. There you go then. So that's a kind of sisterhood. <laughs> Except I'm not a sister, of course, because no. I'm a man. You're the big brother. All right. 
like Big Brother from Orwell. An no. omniscient, no. powerful, no. evil force. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't, he wasn't really nice, was he? Big Brother in 1984, he wasn't very really nice to all the people there, was he? He might even have been a construct. We don't even know if he was really there, but he was sort of startling, I suppose, wasn't he? All right, look, let's not get bogged down <laughs> in any of that. This ain't about family transfers. This ain't about any of that. This is about Tim Minchin, my brother, my transferred in brother. You know what to do. Sign up to my mailing list, russellbrand.com. Also, I do these Zoom calls where we raise money for various different charities. So sign up for that mailing list and follow me on social media should you decide to do so. Even though lately, I, as you know, I've been thinking that we need to strongly regulate our use of social media because it's ruining our lives. Now let's get on to Tim Minchin, my transferred in brother, my ideological and philosophical opponent great songwriter great creator and uh, remember his new album apart together is out on the 20th of november trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful that, route yes that's 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 exactly right we're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss it doesn't look like an ideology What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? Welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin. What is your relationship like with your own creativity and the mystery of that creativity, uh, given your sort of devout rationalism? Um, I think part of my rationalism allows for um, or, or, or calls for the wisdom of it, that the, 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 the growth in it is that I think the journey is about becoming comfortable with discomfort. I actually, that's kind of what, um, well, Groundhog Day, this musical that I wrote with Danny Rubin, who wrote the movie, um, is really a meditation on how to live meaningfully in a meaningless universe, really, which I think is really now kind of what I'm talking about in my TV show and in Groundhog Day and even in my album. I'm, I'm trying to find ways to tell the story of a meaningless existence so that it's beautiful. I, I, I think meaning is in narratives. It's in the stories we tell ourselves. And I think religion is one story you can tell yourself, but I... I don't think you need to have myth to tell yourself a beautiful story about living fleetingly in this universe sort of thing. I, as for art, it, it, uh, the question of how, how one creates and, and, as you say, the magic of that, and it does feel magical sometimes, although mostly it feels like extracting teeth, I, I feel like art is a bit like consciousness. Consciousness uh, doesn't particularly to me, require an explanation beyond. I, I, I am comfortable sitting with consciousness as an emergent property of this extraordinarily complex neurology, which we don't quite understand yet. Uh, and any further hypotheses about what consciousness is or what inspiration is or stuff, uh, it interests me, but doesn't keep me up at night. I'm not, it's not something I'm pursuing, you know? I don't, I kind of mean, I, I don't think ha writing a song is particularly different from doing some nice plumbing. 
Possibly not, depending on the plumbing and the song. I mean, both need improvement in my own life. If a minute ago you saw me sort of uh, flip off to the side to uh, use a perhaps inappropriate colloquialism, it's because I hold this up when I think uh, someone has said something that we'll use as a quote to promote the show. And uh, the extracting teeth creativity was one. I didn't want you to think that I had either a peculiar twitch or a secret agenda. Fuck this guy! <laughs> Get me my floss. I can't talk dimension with this thing between my teeth. It's bothering me. Now, this um, idea, though, about sort of, there's obviously loads of things you said there that, uh, that really interest me. Um, because my assumption with the emergence of the new atheists and then sort of, uh, s- to, to forgive the term, celebrity kind of atheist yourself, Ricky Gervais, etc., like was a kind of an anti establishment uh, motif that s- sort of was. Um, uh, or a movement that was important, an important way of atta- attacking a lot of uh, entrenched ideas that are ultimately about domination, not about mystery, not about beauty, not about unity, not about togetherness. Where I dis- uh, uh, where y- you and I have uh, distinct views or opposing views, I suppose, or different and not necessarily opposing, uh, like, um, like is that <laughs> I feel that consciousness, that the, the, the idea that consciousness emerges from matter requires a, a, a the sort of precisely the same kind of faith that, that, that the opposite view requires and the idea that there is no whilst I recognise that meaning is often a kind of confection because there is so multitudinous uh, the, the presence of the universal in myth and theology whether that ultimately becomes about psychology or even you know hormones and neurology it, or neurology yeah. the it's, evolution it's, of our protein bridges it's still a kind of language it's still a kind of pattern the other thing is because i've had sort of and it's difficult in a, a way to attribute a particular narrative to this and and have any sort of stance of objectivity around it i recognize that's sort of you know beyond me the limitations of that term all of us yeah I have experienced aspects of consciousness that are impersonal, that are be, be like where I have experienced awareness that is not Russell, both as a younger man with, with psychedelics and sort of more latterly through sort of yogic and breath based experience. Right. So it's sort of like, so I, I, the, for me, the door is open and like, like, you know, I can't know more than or less necessarily than anybody else about that. My concern about the rationalist, materialist, post enlightenment view is that it leads to where we are now i would say the dominant ideology is not that there is this mystery and that we're all one and we're only experiencing a tiny fragment of reality due to the limitation of our senses and all scientific data that we receive necessarily is filtered through the limited senses even if it involves amplification of them and the disruption of the laws of physics thermodynamics at the sort of quantum level means that our objective understanding of reality is itself limited and liable to change the more we learn and i think when we remain open to those kind of ideas we remain open to changing society and i think a lot of the sort of post-structuralism post-modernity that we're experiencing lately in the sort of identitarian politics movement is about you know literally the deconstruction of power dynamics that have brought about tyranny persecution and uh, the arse end of it genocide and still now social disruption and i think remaining open to this idea that we're experiencing a small part of reality none of us know for sure what it is but what there are certain universal emotions i.e love you know and of course the, the shadow of that but that if we 
identify with that love and all of our right to love and the idea that this love is a kind of a longing for connection and perhaps even a longing for 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 oneness for union which certainly uh linguistically that seems to be the case when when the word is analyzed across cultures across languages then it sort of presents us i think with a very optimistic worldview or at least a hopeful worldview um so that's yeah that's i guess what i would want you to spend a few minutes chatting about well you you said a lot of things there it's like um that's like yeah um the i mean Firstly, I agree that the new atheist movement was just another wave of iconoclasm trying to take power away from power structures that were damaging. So when we get to the end of what you were talking about there just then, we're going to talk that the, the kind of conclusion of this is uh, the world's a bit shit and we've ended up in this place. And, and what are we to attribute this uh, um, spiritual decay or this uh, loss of community and this uh, ca- carelessness about species and the earth and the nuclear proliferation and uh, the emergence of AI that might destroy us and all this. So all this, all this stuff that you could call spiritual decay, if you like that word, I'm getting comfortable with it. The new atheism or the celebrity atheist that I, all I've ever done is criticised where where what I perceive to be erroneous belief systems intersect with bigotry and prejudice. So with the exception of sort of the stuff that just logically disintegrates the idea that prayer has a causal relationship with outcomes in illness and stuff, which is simply explaining why people think that's the case, even though the data shows it's not the case, which is talking about confirmation bias and being clever, clever and talking fast. Have you ever met anyone like that? And, um, and then, and then, but, but, but mostly it's about you can't use your religion to say you don't like the gays, you know, and that, that sort of thing. So my atheism is more about saying, if you want to have beliefs that are based on um, supernatural stuff, then that's fine. But if you want earthly results for your belief, if you want to assert that your supernatural interpretation of this ancient book has allows you to go into parliament and say, therefore, no abortions, then you have to prove the existence of God and you can't so fuck off with your magic book, right? So that's my aim. Can I just step in at that point? Because what I feel about that, Tim, is that the, the key problem that you've identified there is more present in rationalism, materialism, and sort of neoliberalist politics than it is in any religious ideology in 2020. The, 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 no, that's not one or the other. You, you criticise all of it. You criticise erroneous belief across the Except board. one of those one of those ideologies is has no hope, I think, of delivering us a different type of society, and the other one does. Now, like, you know, with the extraction of what you've identified, with the extraction of, like, you know, I, I believe in Jesus or Muhammad or buddha or whatever and therefore i've decided don't be gay like you know that's sort of like yeah that's children's problems but like but the, but what i feel is that if you look at if we were to sort of have a as best we can a kind of a, a data oriented approach to the problems of the world who is impoverished who is suffering and who benefits and why are these structures in place who is conserving preserving propagating these structures then we won't like at the, at the at the top of it won't be like a bunch of popes and ayatollahs. It's going to be people that believe in neoliberalist ideology. It's economic. The real fundamentalism, the real religion, is an economic one. And, and it's greed. Like, 
Yes, which is like is an emotion that we're of course all subject to. But like, it, uh, what I would say is, if like, it, look, if we if the objective is change the world, if the objective is make people feel better, like we were discussing at the beginning of this podcast, or our target not be the thing that's most likely to bring about change ought we not be critiquing the thing that's most problematic and I would, I'm not sort of saying all oh, like cause that's, as I say at the beginning of your career I think I think during the time that you've been in the public eye the, the the sort of emphasis and focus has changed. I think it was a really worthy, worthwhile target. And of course, there are all sorts of people being caught, persecuted and condemned and suffering as a result of mad religious ideologies still. But I would say that the figure, it pales in comparison to who is suffering as a result of consumerism, capitalism, uh, the, the domination of the surveillance tech, etc. Yeah, I, I, I think what, I, I think you and I would identify, you know, give or take 100 books that you've read and I haven't and maybe 30 that I've read and you haven't. We, we basically will think the same thing about any, everything, right? And, and a broader way to talk about this, I mean, you, you, you can talk about the fact that you think consciousness being an emergent property of neurology requires faith equal and opposite to the idea that it was bestowed upon us by a... A, a spiritual being or something no that it existed anyway panpsychism that it's an it's a it's a pre-existing quality yeah yeah and i i, I that doesn't gel with me but it kind of doesn't matter i don't think which one of those um in in this conversation i don't think you and i are going to you know n- never be able to speak again in that on that one um let's not know the origin of consciousness together need to know that yeah exactly. um i mean basically the origin of consciousness is not known and you can uh, yes uh the 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 leading neurologists in the world would say it doesn't require an explanation outside of neurology and other people like like you would say it does and that's fine and i'm very very comfortable sitting with those opposing beliefs and i don't feel like i need to solve it to get on with being moral you know and what what we're really talking about is wishing you and i that humans were more moral Probably you 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 define it as uh, spiritual or um, and you you talk about love as a sort of um, bigger idea than perhaps I talk about love and I'd like to talk about that I would like to hear more about that but I don't think it re- I don't think that rationalism is the target you're looking for just as I don't think religion as a whole is the target I'm looking for. I don't think religion has caused us to be where we are. I don't know how to explain where we are because I think there's a lot of good things about where we are, but I don't think religion has got us where we are and I don't think rationalism has got us where we are. What has got us where we are is um, selfishness and and moral compromise. Now, you can propose a solution, right? So I'm an atheist rationalist, right? I've made heaps of money, I'm a white, powerful, privileged guy and all that, but I, um, I would rather die than skip out on any of my tax obligations and I give a further 10% to charity and promote charities and I'm, you know, I've, I've had one partner my whole life and I'm kind to my kids. And so, so I, I don't know as a rationalist whether if you had a world full of me you'd find you're in a worse position. I don't know, by the way, I'm a fucking asshole and shit, I suppose. I mean, I'm not, 
holding myself up. I'm just saying I'm your normal kind of morally driven guy. I'm very interested in trying to live ethically on this planet. Um, and I fail in many ways. I'm, I'm not vegetarian, for example, and lots of, other, lots of other failures. But if you had a world full of rationalists whose rationalism led them down the path of an ethical self-examination like it has me, who spend their lives trying to tell stories that bring comfort to people, that hold a mirror up to people's grief and their, 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 their quest to find meaning in this universe. And then you had a bunch of people like you who say, who, who have touched God through um, uh, um, uh, lysergic acid dithylamide or magic mushrooms or whatever and and have had other experiences and believe that love is the answer and that spirituality as a word is very important whereas i go oh, i'm not sure about that word that sounds a bit connected to jesus stuff i don't think we would find any separation whatsoever in what obviously the world is incredibly complex and 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 helping people all serve their own interests and their family's interests it's, it, it's almost impossible to unpack but i don't think my central philosophy that there is no meaning to the universe and that it's arbitrary and your central philosophy that we live in a web of meaning get us any distance apart at all except that we could have an interesting chat yes i agree with that i was just thinking though while you were talking tim which uh, ideology is easier to create invisible hegemonies with because of the kind of overtness of religion and its sort of clumsy cartoonish hierarchies and vivid mysterious prophets it's pretty easy to see all oh, right this is a confectionery less easy to see like in the like the sort of the world that we arrive at now i so i suppose i use the word rationalism as an adjunct to materialism and materialism in its various meanings i, I just stop you there and say i don't think you should do that that's your error your, or at least not your error it's an objectionable leap because i understand i'm a materialist but i'm not materialistic any more than your average you know, I'm more materialistic than your average Buddhist monk. I appreciate that, but there, there, there is. There is a d direct correlation between those two terms is that in that materialism is underwritten by rationalism. This is what we can see. This is what we can observe. This is what we can calculate. This is how we live. That's, how about uh, that's... all the materialism of the, the faithful and the spiritual and those who believe in the afterlife and God and... Equally problematic, except one of them isn't... Uh, I don't mean materialism, mate, as in fancy objects. I mean materialism as in no room at the table for the unknown. All right, thanks for listening. And go over to Luminary now and subscribe. You get a real good deal. Cheers, guys.